I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap pod for this week's Masters. And joining me to break it all down from the set, it's Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Oh man, we're uh, halfway. I can't believe we're halfway through. It's like it, it's kind of makes me a little sad almost. We only have two more rounds. I'm like a little disappointed, but it's been a, a very interesting tournament so far, Rick. A little more scorable today, a little more gettable. What do you think? Outside of the fact that uh, I am drawing dead with my one and done pick, Dustin Johnson, outside the yeah. fact that I'm drawing dead with my pick to win, Patrick Cantley, who almost finished uh, la- in DFL, uh, this this was like the perfect Friday where like everybody comes together to set up an unbelievable weekend. So as a golf fan, Greg, I am super stoked about what happened here today. Yeah, you're, the, the skin you got in the game isn't so happy, but it's almost like a life edge because you know it's going to be a great weekend to watch you just wish you had a couple of horses to pull for um like like i do humble brag (laughs) we'll get uh, to those yes so (laughs) it's it's going to be great because you have some some guys that you don't necessarily expect to be there that have played great golf i would include justin rose in that but you also have the well at least the biggest name the biggest draw of the whole tournament not just on the first cut but in the game the biggest draw you can have in the game is Jordan Spieth and he's right there in in contention um and it, it doesn't look like it's anything crazy maybe the he I mean he he got a great break as he said the best break he's ever got on 15 yesterday yeah. um but I I look at Jordan Spieth and this just seems like he's used to being in this position so I, I can't wait for the weekend. He's lurking. We're going to talk about him in a second. We're going to talk about the leader. But first, I want to remind you that whether you're looking to watch on the range, featured groups, Amen Corner, Holes 15 and 16, all four rounds, and of course, the CBS broadcast over the weekend, it's all available on CBSSports.com and the CBS Sports mobile app, as well as Paramount+. Plus. It is Justin Rose, Greg, who entered Friday four shots clear. He is going to leave Friday with the lead, but it is much smaller. In fact, Justin Rose, uh, the wheels fell off 
on the front nine. He goes out in 39. He loses two and a half shots to the field on that nine alone. And I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. The the implosion is coming. Justin Rose has lost it. How ugly could this get? And to his credit, he writes the ship. He birdies 13, 14, and 16 to play a bogey-free second nine, gets in an even par 72, and he's one shot clear of the field heading into the weekend. So um, I, I think he had a couple of really nice breaks yesterday. The turning point was at eight. And if that ball's a yard left, I think we're having a different conversation right now. And the conversation is how a rookie and Brian Harmon are leading the masters. Cause I, I don't, I think if that go, if that ball is a yard left, sometimes that's what it takes at the masters. But today, what I noticed with Justin Rose was a lot of shots that he missed to the right. Uh, and then there was some recovering of that where he would kind of flip it and, and end up hooking it left. I don't think his swing is in really good form. Even if you look at the shots, first of all, I give him a lot of credit for what he did on the second nine. He really hung tough and and got himself back in position for the tournament. Um, but you look at the shot that he hit on 13 and he missed that one to the right um, again, and it ends up on the green. Thankfully it was a back hole location. If, if he was going at the sun, the traditional Sunday hole location there over on the right, and he probably doesn't go at that, but if he misses to the right at that hole location, it's in the tributary to raise Creek 14, he hold a beautiful putt and he hit a really nice shot into 16, but I still, I, I have some questions about where this golf swing is right now. Um, and I know that on the range after the round today, he was, he was likely putting in some pretty good work. Yeah, you are uh, not alone in wondering where Justin Rose's game is. Uh, game is, you know, he he yeah. wondered it leading into the week. A lot of us are wondering it. So we're going to see how he responds to being the 36 hole leader of the Masters. But the guys, the Chase Group, uh, is, is unbelievable, and there are there are great names trying to track him down. Let's start with the two guys at six under. They are one back. It's Will Zalatoris. It's Brian Harmon. Let's start with Brian Harmon because Greg. That was your sleeper. This was your guy. He's T2. He was 80 to one entering the week. And this is the first time he has opened a major with back to back rounds in the sixties. Yeah, it's he's been really impressive the past couple of weeks. And so when, when I'm looking at sleepers, I'm looking at a couple of things. Um, Well, how are you playing recently? How do you play at the course? And he doesn't have great course history, but every year at some point, your course history has to start. If you're going to play well at a, at a venue, it doesn't mean you're going to play well every single time. So now what, what's the recent form look like? And he's a guy who's just been on fire, making a ton of birdies. And that comes from a little bit of improved ball striking, but mainly from great putting and great chipping. So um, my feeling with Brian Harmon was that he was going to play really well this week. It's come to fruition so far. We'll see what happens um, tomorrow. We'll see what happens heading into Sunday. But I will say he was the 54-hole leader in the U.S. Open in 2017 at Aaron Hills. Um, He didn't play his best round on that Sunday, but it wasn't a disastrous round. Brooks just kind of took control and ran away of that tournament, but it wasn't a disaster. So he has been in contention in a major before. I think it bodes well for him. I really like the way he's playing so far. From the file of every shot counts on the PGA tour, Brian Harmon's admission to this event came essentially from the WGC Dell Technologies match play yeah. and going absolutely nuclear on Bubba Watson, where he made those seven consecutive birdies in the middle of the round one, like seven holes in a row, beats yeah. Bubba Watson, advances to, I believe, the uh, elite eight of that event. And that gets him into the top 50, Greg. That gets him into this event. Could you imagine if he then parlays that into what could be 
a victory like that yeah. would be that would be nuts great story you know it's so funny because brian Harmon's this guy we talked about earlier in the year rick like at how much of, first of all how much of a fan of him i was but also how boring he is as a player and brian Harmon's mr t32 right he's gonna you can pick you're never gonna hear from but he's safe you're not gonna miss a cut but he's not gonna make any noise and right. it, it flipped it completely flipped not necessarily at the players though he played great at the players but it flipped at the match play and he went from a boring player who's just kind of not losing there's no disasters but he's not making a ton of birdies his birdie average is under four and all of a sudden he makes 30 birdies in five rounds at the match play so for me it was a safe a safe pick with a high upside. Um, and that's what I think you're seeing from the guys. Ju- he's, he's just hot right now. So I, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. It would be a great story. The other guy, one shot back is Will Zalatoris. There's another great story. You know, he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have status anywhere as of what, a couple of, of years ago, two years ago, he's plays, plays himself into the top 50. And Greg, I, I am just so impressed with this kid. I, he, I came into the week saying the, the results that he has put up, uh, have come at an unbelievably diverse set of courses, set of fields, set of events. And if he could contend, if he could even finish inside the top 20 at the Masters, I think it would be incredibly impressive for a debutant. And he is trying to do much more than that. Since his top 10 at Wingsfoot, he had a top 10 at Punta Cana, the Kraus Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. There In fact, he, he had a top 10 at the Shriners, a top 10 at Torrey Pines, a top 10 at API. I mean, these are easy courses, hard courses, uh, tough fields, weak fields. It doesn't matter. You put Will Zalatoris on the golf course. He finds a way to get on the first page. He's a really, really solid ball striker, which goes well for him. He's got a lot of confidence right now. But when you go to Augusta National and you put together rounds like this, it um, this this week is already a success for me in my book. It, it could this the first two rounds speak to the talent. They speak to his ability. Um, and then when we head into tomorrow and Sunday, that's going to be kind of a, a an emotional test and a mental test. It gets to the weekend of a major reaches deeper into the game than just pure talent, but he has been really impressive so far. I mean, I spoke um, at length earlier in the week about experience and how important experience would be. So I do think the softer greens benefited him today as they did for everybody. Um, I, I think they, took a little bit of the fire out of the golf course, which, which helped him, um, especially, you know, 16, 17 and 18, those holes get significantly easier. There were some gettable hole locations as well, which goes a long way, but Will Zalatoris is, um, is an impressive young kid. And, uh, he may, he's kind of proven that he's not a kid. He's kind of, he, he belongs out here and it's really fun to watch. He looks like a kid, but the game much more mature than yeah, he looks, yeah, at is. least. Uh, Mark Leishman, let's talk. Let's go to the T4s. Mark Leishman goes out, shoots a five under 67, but the story of the T4s is going to come from Jordan Spieth, who birdies number two, goes out in one under, makes four birdies, offset by one bogey on his second nine. It is a four under 68, and it wouldn't be the Masters if Jordan Spieth wasn't lurking just two shots back with two rounds to go. And you have to really like the way that he's doing it, right? Rick, yeah. I mean, he's hit, he's hitting, he had 11, 14 fairways, both days. And I know it's a second shot golf course hitting fairways. Isn't necessarily a challenge, but it speaks to the fact that he's in control and he's hitting a tight little draw off the tee. And he has that shot in the bag. And it's a shot that, well, basically the shot out to the right, 
that he was struggling with for three years is is nowhere to be found. I, I shouldn't say it's gone, but if that shot comes back, it's emotional. It's not a physical thing. He he has his golf swing in a place where that ball isn't going to go to the right like that. So it's beautiful to watch. And then he gets into the iron play, and this is one of the reasons why all of us here at the first cut were so high on him heading into the week. His iron play has been fantastic. Um, and as for greens of regulation, he's hit 16 in round one, which is ridiculous yesterday they hit 16 greens yesterday is ridiculous and then he hits 14 greens today um and he's right there in the mix i mean when i look at this board i gotta put jordan spieth as the favorite what, do you agree rick uh, i do agree we're gonna get to it later our friends at william hill also agree yeah Greg. so the, I, I mean listen it is it is well documented our feelings on what he's been doing since the start of the calendar year now going to a place where he has just been absolutely magical over the course of his career he's doing the lurking thing again like he's just he's just involved and he's and it's seemingly he's going to be involved like i i can't see it happening any other way and our, our buddy justin ray hits us with this stat here greg so uh jordan spieth has started the masters with two consecutive rounds under par for now the third time well he did it in 2014 he finished runner-up that week and he did it in 2015 we know how that ended with him donning a green jacket now what does he do uh does he win this thing does he finish second does he falter on the weekend i i just think spieth is in an unbelievable spot everything everything seems to be uh going well for him yeah right rick this is the place where he belongs right this is it remind this conversation kind of reminds me of daniel berger where daniel berger disappears for uh what a year and a half maybe two years and and he's kind of off the and then he comes back and everybody's surprised to see him in contention and surprised to see him win but you forget that he was the rookie the year and he just he hurt his wrist and i wonder if jordan spieth loses his game a little bit the bone chip in his hand maybe that played a role but he lost his game and now he has his golf swing back and now the competitor in him comes out the um the the He's so smart. I guess you call it a tactician. The tech, the ta- the tactical aspect of Jordan Spieth's game is now able to shine because he know he has some degree of control of where the ball is going to go. It's not a, it's not random. There's no fear of this one shot kind of plaguing him. So this is where Jordan Spieth belongs. This is where he expects to be, uh, and he and this is where he's comfortable. Um, or I mean. At least it seems that way. So I don't expect this to go south for him until I I think the whole tournament will come down to what happens on the 12th hole, hole number 12 Mm -hmm. on Sunday. And that's the moment that I think goes beyond any statistical analysis or something like that. I would love that. The T sixes, these guys are three shots back. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good stories here. My favorite. Let me just roll through a couple of these real quick. Burns Wiesberger goes out early on Friday, shoots a 66. He birdied four of his first five holes. That was one of the best rounds that we saw on Friday. Siwoo Kim uh, gets to 15, three putts, snaps his putter and has to putt with a three wood for the rest of the round. He is like, that's, that's something you do, Greg, when you're, I don't know, out of contention on a Friday, probably yeah. going to miss the cut. This guy now has to get a new putter in the bag uh, and he's three shots back of, of the Masters. What, what a crazy time. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, but that's just irresponsible. You you can't it's do kind that. of irresponsible. Yeah, it's, it's irresponsible. Pretty, you're yeah. 400 par. You're within three shots of the lead. You're right there. You, I mean, you you could least- be leading at the end of the day. But at least just, snap, snap your snap a sandwich. Like you had other wedges in the bag, right? Don't snap your putter. You can't do you can't do that. It's irresponsible. So that that to me, he Siwoo Kim is out. He's not 
he's not going to win this week. I'm sorry. He's out. That's way too much emotion. That is not a guy who's ready to handle a weekend of a major championship in contention. I'm sorry. That that's it. Irresponsible. He actually uh, made three pars coming in. So maybe, maybe we'll just leave the three wood in the bag and just put out go. with. Yeah. That. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. We'll see how that works out there. Look at that. That's just the best shot yeah. ever. It's yeah. beautiful. Okay. See, with um, this to win the masters <laughs> and he's got three wood here. <laughs> There it is. Uh, Tony Finau also in this group. He also goes out and shoots a 66. Could have been a little bit better. He made a pretty disappointing bogey on 18 coming in. But um, Greg, the story is well documented. Tony Finau has not won a golf tournament since the 2016 Puerto Rico Open. He has more top tens without a victory than any golfer on planet Earth since that time. It is never a story about what Tony Finau does on the weekdays. It is about what he does on the weekends and specifically on Sunday. There are a lot of big names out there. There's a lot going on i i don't even know how to begin to handicap tony finau's chances anymore but he's in it uh, once again yeah it's uh familiar territory again what will be different that's the question what will be different is is his putting grip change is that enough um going to left hand low is that going to be enough to seal the deal i don't know but if you're jordan spieth and justin thomas sitting here um looking at this leaderboard you, you're you're very comfortable having tony finau there you're very comfortable with it because you know, it's almost like, and it's sad to say, it's almost like it's one less guy to beat, um, yeah. which is, but we'll see. I mean, maybe this is the week. It, it would be, it would be a great story if this was, was Tony Finau's week. Oh my to do God. It, where he finally breaks through to win the masters. I, it, I don't see it happening, but I mean, good. If you're going to break through, you might as well have it be the big one. Not right. like, uh, you know, I don't want to insult another tournament, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Have it be this one. Uh, but but it, the big boy, yeah. the big boy lurking. At T six, it's it's Justin Thomas, you know our, our new our newest players champion. He gets off to a hot start. He birdies one. He birdies eight. He birdies every hole of Amen Corner, and he shoots a sixty seven. You know what he did on Thursday in those super firm, fast conditions. He was he was fire. He was throwing it at every single pin. He couldn't get a lot of them to stay. He didn't make any putts, but he was ag- putting aggressively. Got some to fall on Friday, and this. This is scary stuff. JT doing this is kind of what he did at the players. And eventually yeah. the putter got hot enough for him to win the golf tournament. Yeah, um, absolutely. I said the same thing on HQ today that it, this reminded me of what he did at, at the players championship. He's a guy that's not afraid to, it sounds so silly to say, he's not afraid to go low. He's not afraid to continue. He's not, he's comfortable being well under par in rounds. That's why he shot 59 before. And it, it doesn't matter. He's not afraid of having two or three or four great rounds in a row. Um, there's nothing. He doesn't have a rule that says he can't follow up a great round with another one. So um, looking at what he did, I was I was so happy to see the way he performed yesterday to close the deal. He's, you're three over par through seven and you hang in there in really tough conditions, frustrating conditions. Like you said, Rick, he's hitting it at every flag. And there are times where you feel like you just can't get it close enough. You just can't get it to end up next to the hole and you're, you, you force it a little bit, but he didn't, he got himself right back in the mix. And now he's three shots back a little bit of a disappointing three putt on 18, but I actually think that's going to motivate him. I think he leaves this round as he said, with a bad taste in his mouth, or they said that on the broadcast anyway. Um, so he leaves this round and he's a little bit upset. And he's not happy with the way he finished and it leaves him feeling hungry. It doesn't leave him feeling like, wow, what a great round. Um, I, I'm satisfied. He is far from satisfied. He's going to go into tomorrow's round hungry. 
We have to talk about the big names that missed the cut, and we've got to look ahead to see who might end up winning this golf tournament. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. And we're back. Uh, this event is supposed to be easy to make the cut, Greg. It's top 50 in ties. It's a short field. You got a lot of, uh, you got amateurs here. You got past champions, guys that aren't necessarily going to contend. But I've got a laundry list of notables. Dustin Johnson, my one and done, the number one player in the world, our defending champion. He gone. Brooks Kepka, he's out. Rory McIlroy, again, a disappointing in a major championship. This time, not even going to be around for the weekend. Lee Westwood in great form. And then my pick to win. Uh, this one this one has to be the most surprising. It's Patrick Cantlay. Greg, you could argue Dustin Johnson, by his own account, wasn't in great form leading into this event. But even his C game should have been good enough to make the cut at Augusta National. Patrick Cantlay, there, there were no doubts. There were no doubts about the state of his game. He comes in and lays an absolute egg. Uh, you know, he got off to a rough start. Uh, honestly, after that, I didn't think he looked all that interested in finding a way to play the weekend. It was very, very ugly out there for some of the big game's best. Yeah, he was. Um, I, look, these are difficult conditions. Yesterday was extremely challenging, as uh, has been discussed at, at length so far. And then today's round gives you an opportunity. But the thing is about Augusta National, it's like even if it's gettable it's not easy it, you still have to put the ball in the right position and the edge is very fine the line between uh, I, I think back to november and there was dustin johnson um in round three i believe it was round three hit his he hit his approach shot on hole number 14 just left of the pin it was 12 feet left of the pin and it got up on the wrong shelf and he had this impossible putt that was breaking away and he, and he ends up three putting it. And it just, it was such a, a well-struck shot. It was such a solid shot that ends up, you know, a yard away from being perfect. And yet it's in an impossible position and, and you end up three putting. And that was the soft Augusta national we saw in November. So you go there here this week and you can be, just a little bit off and end up shooting 79. It just, it continues to happen. He had a three putt yesterday. He had two, three putts today, Patrick Cantlay, that is. And this tournament just got away from him and it can happen out here um, in, in the blink of an eye. So I, I think Cantlay's 79 yesterday was surprising because you just don't expect him to shoot 79. 74, 75, a missed cut, like DJ misses the cut. I, I can understand that. It, it can happen out here. But 79 is, um, I, I didn't think was in Patrick Cantlay's game. I, I mean, he was amongst the most popular favorites and picks to win that, that I heard heading into the week.
Yeah. The uh, producer Jacob showing the notables to miss the cut. Sergio Garcia, Daniel Berger, uh, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Lee Westwood, Roy McElroy, Patrick Kent, like Jason Day, Sung J M will not be around for the weekend. But let's look at the guys who will be around for the weekend. Let's look at the guys who have a chance to win this golf tournament. Our leader, Justin Rose at William Hill. If you want to bet it, it's six to one on your money. Jordan Spieth, who is actually two shots back, he's your favorite, Greg. He's four to one. Justin Thomas. Thomas fills the gap between Rose and Spieth. He is five to one. They're the only three golfers in single digits. And then we start to get out to Will Zalatoris at 11, Tony Finau, Brian Harmon, and Xander Shoffley all at 14. Are any of these numbers worth a deeper look as we head into the weekend? Hopefully you already have a little bit in, um, in Thomas and Spieth. So we don't have to go there. Cause I think it comes down to one of those two players. I think those are, I think your winner is Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth, um, which I kind of, I thought at the beginning of the week. So hopefully you got in, you got involved on those two guys because they're expected to be here and they're here. Um, so now the odds have just gotten a little bit slighter. Um, you look at a Bryson DeChambeau, he, he's yeah. at one under, right? He's yeah. played his way right back into the tournament. And if it's a par 67 for him <laughs> and he shoots two rounds of even par, he shot par today. He shot par today. Yeah, it's a great round. He's in the green today. <laughs> so if, all, if, he, if he can shoot two more rounds of even par in his mind, he's saying, okay, 67 is even par. Well, he'll be at 11 under. Does 11 under have a, have a chance heading into this weekend? Rain will have something to do with it. Um, but I, it could, yeah, it, it could be, that could be there. So Bryson's interesting to me just because he has so much firepower. Um, and it's kind of a nice number and I'm hoping that you already got Thomas and speed yeah. taken care of here. Right. That, that's, that's what I think. I think you can't bet speed or Thomas at this point. I think the number's too short, even though they're likely one of the two are going to win it. I'm like kind of interested in Zal Torres because uh, listen, I don't know. He he's literally answered every question. He's 11 to one, but Bryson at 25 was interesting. And then Morikawa at 33. Uh, so he is two under, so he's five back. If you want to call Spieth the real lead, he's three back of Spieth. And remember what he did at the PGA championship on the weekend shot, what the lowest yeah. ever two rounds yeah. in major championship history. I mean, if he can, re- if he can find some of that magic, obviously it would be a lot, but he's 33 to one. I, I don't mind that as much either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a great point, Rick. And you think of the other, the other venue he won that stands out to me is, um, well, you think about, um, the concession, right? Yeah. Complicated greens, nothing like Augusta National, but complicated greens. You think of Muirfield Village, also complicated greens. Jack Nicholas courses, much of Jack Nicholas's influencing course design comes from Augusta National. So these are places he's won that have maybe uh, the most comparable greens that we're used to seeing to Augusta National. And you can't get comparable, but but these are some amongst the most. So he can handle greens like this. It, um, it, and, and his iron play really put, it allows him to put himself in position where he doesn't leave himself to putts. Like I talked about with Dustin Johnson in November, he, he doesn't get himself in the wrong spot out of position. So I, I've been impressed with Morikawa so far this week. Okay. We're going to put a pin in it there for our round two recap. We got exactly what we were looking for on a Friday in terms of making this spicy and open it up to anybody in the field. 
field uh, for the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to talk about it after each and every round. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob doing all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!